Praise the Lord. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This message is from the Glory Life City Church, where a man of God, the Apostle Francis, reveals the deep heart of God for the new creation in Christ. Glory Life City Church is a mandate from God to dispense the glory of heaven in the new creation in Christ, cultivating the apostolic heart of God in the intimate bond of fellowship, love, and power. Join in as the Apostle Francis takes us into the word of God. Praise the Lord. How many of us are ready for the word? Let me see my hand. We are excited. We are excited for the word. Amen. You know, the Bible says that the word of the Lord is quick. It is what? And it is powerful. The word of God, it is quick. And it is powerful. So what is coming your way this morning is the quick word of God. That means that it is able to perform quickly. It performs without any waiting. Hallelujah. I pray that the word of God coming is going to quickly transform your life. I pray that you will get quick results. Tell somebody quick results. Praise God. Hallelujah. Before we begin, I want us to honor the presence of our resident pastor. Amen. The man of God, Apostle Kingsley. He is here with us today. He is just passing through. That's why he's not ministering. He will be coming live and colored. Doing captured in glory. Hallelujah. And those of us who have not experienced him is going to be a very wonderful time. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah good we are continuing our series on the power of seed the power of what say it with me the power of seed say it like you are anointed the power of seed the way you are saying it is it's, it's like you are angry already say it again the power of seed you know Anyone who does not understand the principle of seed does not understand the principle of life and hence cannot make anything out of this life because for everything to become there should be a beginning there should be a seed there should be a source hallelujah say it again the power of seed we started last week by talking about the nature of seed in the part one and those of us who were not here just by quick recap the nature of seed we talked about the dominion mandate that god has given to us as a people to be fruitful to multiply to replenish the earth and to do what and to subdue it and that mandate began with god giving man a what a seed the first thing god gave to man in the garden after declaring that mandate to him was a what a seed we talked about the nature of the seed we mentioned four main potentials in the seed 
that makes it what it is and that allows it to operate the way it operates we mentioned number one every seed has a record bearing potential see record bearing potential yeah every seed bears record so that means that a seed that you sow can carry the record of your entire generation in it so that every other generation that comes after you can still benefit of that seed hallelujah a seed that that has the pronouncement of a prophetic promise of it has the ability to bear that record so that any generation that identifies that seed and begins to engage it will release the potentials in that seed number two we talked about the life retaining potential we said that seed has the capacity to retain life inside of it hallelujah seed has the words capacity to retain life life retention say life retention oh say it again life retention so the life retention capacity and we also talked about the storage capacity of a seed a seed is able to store capacity it is able to store potential hallelujah such that if you want to store something the greatest place to store it is a seed because the fourth nature of a seed is that seed has a migration potential it is able to travel through time and through space you know how sometimes you go to places that human beings have not yet inhabited yet you will see certain plants already have reached there see have the potential to move from one place to another they have the potential to move through time from one generation to another so the greatest heritage to always leave your your succeeding generation is what a seed hallelujah praise the lord and today part two of the power of the seed we are going to talk about something very exciting i find it exciting because i believe that these are things that we need to know if we will be able to live life the way god wants us to live it you know there are people who live their lives as victims to them things happen to them hallelujah every time anytime you speak to them they are complaining about something that is happening to them you know in this life things happen but it happens to those who are not living life who are rather waiting for life to be lived they are not in control of anything they are not masters of life they don't know how to craft a potential they don't know how to create a future to them things must just happen hallelujah so they sit down for example they sit down in the house waiting for work to come to them they sit down like a woman they sit down waiting for a man to show up and then marry them 
like a man they sit down waiting for things to happen they don't know how to create the life that god wants them to live all they have is a prophecy or hope or expectation of how life is supposed to become hallelujah but they don't know how to walk their way into what god has said concerning them they don't know how to how to navigate their way to produce what god has planted in their hearts so you have people they are full of hope yet full of frustration because it is one thing to believe and it is one thing to hope for something it is another thing to produce that thing hallelujah it is one thing to know what god will do it is another thing to know how he is going to do it and then what he is going to require in doing it are you here with me and that is why it is important for people that god has called taking on a journey into a life of full expression of divine potential and divine capacity if you were here in fitness in the word divine potential is what those of us who are here divine potential is what is the glory hallelujah and divine capacity is the what is the fullness of god that is the life that God wants us to live to live in fullness of his being and then in the full potential of his ability which is the glory so for a people that God has called to live such kind of life you see it is an intentional life tell somebody it is an intentional life it is not a life that happens not like you are just walking somewhere and then you just bump into it say, hey, wow no it is an intentional life praise the lord the bible says that we are the workmanship of god crafted carefully we have been crafted carefully created we have been masterfully the, 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 the greek word used there is is the masterpiece so even your own creation your formation is an intention of god in the same way the life god wants you to live should be an intentional approach an intentional creation and one of the ways to intentionally create this life that god has designed for us is in understanding the power of seed hallelujah in understanding the power of words seed last sunday i said the only thing that did not begin with a seed was adam that is why he was not the perfect man for god to bring perfection he has to degrade adam devolve adam and we are learning in, in the fitness in the web through various stages until adam came down to a place where he became a seed and was planted in the womb of a woman and now we have a perfect man in christ everything begins with a seed hallelujah you can't have manifestation without an understanding of seed and how to apply hallelujah 
So today I want to talk about the characteristics of seed and seed time. You know, a lot of us, we are aware of seed. We, we know we, we, we can talk about seed. But the problem is, how do we see a seed? And how do we identify the time of sowing? Hallelujah. The characteristics of seed and seed time. Turn your Bible with me to Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. Genesis 8, 22. The Bible says this. While the earth remaineth. Say, while the earth remains. So that means that as long as this earth exists. As long as this earth and the various dimensions in it exists. He says, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not what cease. But you will see that all the categories that he has mentioned, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, Day and night shall not cease. All these categories, only seed time and harvest is within the operation and the control of man. Summer and winter, cold and heat, day and night, none of us control. There is nothing you can do to postpone the evening to another time. Hallelujah. Pastor Joe, is there something you can do? Let's say it's um, 6 p.m. 7 p.m. Hey, you are doing something you have not finished. Then you do some things and postpone the evening. Hallelujah. There is nothing you can do to postpone cold and heat, summer and winter. But God, in the operation of this earth, has placed one component in the control of man. Seed time. And harvest see seed time and harvest and the principle of seed and seed time we see that it is an eternal principle in the kingdom of God because the Bible said that these things they shall not cease as long as the earth remains they shall not hallelujah they shall not cease as long as the earth remains this is an eternal principle in the kingdom of God and it governs how things work and the order of manifestation of things. Hallelujah. If you consider seed and seed time, three things are necessary. There are three necessities when it comes to seed and seed time. I want to take time to, especially for this particular one, I'm going to take time to talk about things because there is a lot of abuse when it comes to seed in the church. Praise God. To majority of Christians, when we mention seed, they think about money. Hallelujah. And because we have, we have um, restricted it to money, many times people feel they don't have any seed. Are you here with me? Good. But I want you to listen to me very carefully. Seed goes beyond money. 
Amen. Seed goes beyond money. In the, the internal principle of seed and seed time, God always ensures that every living organism has a seed with him. There is no living organism, including human beings, that are void of seed at any point in time. No. Because the very reason, your, the very moment your last seed is consumed, you are walking into extinction. You become the last of your kind. Hallelujah. You become the what? The last of your kind. As soon as seed, the very last seed is consumed, that becomes the last of its kind in manifestation or in existence. So you must understand that seed and, and, and seed time, you know, are, are two things that hold the very core of your life. Are you, are you getting what I'm talking about? Seed and seed time. They are two things that hold the core of your life. If you miss seed, if you miss your seed time, you lose your hold of what life can offer you. Is somebody listening to me? If you miss your seed, and if you miss your seed time, sometimes, some people have one of these two. Some also have these two problems at the same time. Some have a seed, but they don't know the time of sowing. Some know the time of sowing, yet they cannot identify a seed. And there are some, they, know, they have no seed. And they, they don't know the time of sowing. That one is dangerous. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Everything in this life requires a seed to be planted. You want to get a good relationship, you must sow seed of time, seed of patience, seed of love, seed of um, KFC. KFC seed. Not a good relationship. Hallelujah. If you want the seed of productivity in the office, you must sow a seed of commitment, a seed of extra work. There is always a seed to produce what you desire. It is not always money. Hallelujah. It is not always money. Solomon, in his earthly wisdom, said, money answereth all things. But you see, anytime Solomon is talking about all things, you should understand that his frame of reference was under the sun. Praise God. There are certain things that transcend this earthly sphere which money cannot buy. Praise God. I read, I read a joke somewhere, by the way, and somebody said, if you think money cannot buy happiness, transfer the one in your account to mine. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. There are things that money cannot get. No amount of money can buy wisdom. And it can be your seed which will bring about your next promotion. Hallelujah. Money cannot buy ideas. One idea can be your seed which will give you eternal prosperity. One idea. 
one idea hallelujah you understand that there is no point in your life you don't have a seed it is because you keep looking for the wrong seed hallelujah you keep looking for the wrong seed sometimes all you have is your time if you can understand how to sow your time as a seed you will know how to reap the harvest of the money you are desiring hallelujah so on this journey i am talking about the nature today i'm talking about the characteristics next week i'm talking about the process of the seed and the next two weeks i'll talk about the reward of the seed the harvest because i don't want you to keep draining away the valuable precious seeds that god keeps throwing at you sometimes when i listen to people narrate issues to me i keep seeing things they could have done so that they would not have come to that point but the issue is that they never saw those things as potential seeds to get them the results that they are desiring or the results that they have been denied hallelujah oh are you here with me praise the lord so here is it in every seed or in the seed time three things number one the first necessity in seed and seed time is resource see resource that is what is soon what do you have the resource what do you have what resource do you have it could be money it could be time it could be your energy it could be your gift your talent hallelujah praise the lord it could be service what resource do you have the first necessity in excelling during seed time is to identify resource number two is to identify what i call events say events seed time first of all reveals events there is a time when it speaks about when at what time at what time under what circumstance am i supposed to sow a seed at what time is a seed required of me the resource the events number three is the place to excel in seed time you need a resource the seed physical seed to excel in seed time you need an event there should be a cause there should be a reason there should be a time there should be a circumstance to excel in seed time there should be a place not every seed grows everywhere hallelujah I hope you are with me not every seed grows everywhere like right now we are in we are in Accra here if you grow millet here but if you grow the millet in the north you are assured of a harvest are you here with me yeah not every seed grows everywhere so don't forget these three things when it comes to seed and seed time number one is what resource number two is event number three is what the place 
what is in your hand that God has given to you as a seed? Number two, what is the reason for the sowing? What, what is the circumstance? Number, th number three, where is the place for the sowing? These three things are very important. To excel in seed time. Now, there is something I want you to note in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 10. He said, Now he that ministers seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food. Are you there? Are you seeing it? So one God, he ministers seed to the sower. And then he also ministers bread for your food. So that means that in God's supply to mankind, God supplies both seed and feed. He supplies both seed and food. So for every supply that comes your way, there is a seed and there is a what? There is a food. Pastor Vincent, are you getting the point? There is seed and there is words. For by hearing the cash, read on, it says, are you there? It says, God ministers seed to the sower and he also ministers bread for your food. The B part of the scripture says, and he words, he multiplies which one? It is seed and food he gives. But which one does he multiply? Seed. Hallelujah. God gives seed and he also gives food. But when he is multiplying, what does he multiply? Seed. God does not multiply food. I'm sure by now somebody is seeing the reason for his or her lack. God does not multiply food. He multiplies seed. Praise the Lord. He gives you seed and he gives you what? Food. But which one does he multiply? Seed. So that means that if you, if you label everything you receive from God as food, you have cut yourself from God's multiplication. Hallelujah. Some people say, but the money that comes, it is not even enough. Uh -huh. You will get there. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, I want to teach you how to practically take control over life. Amen. He gives seed to the sower and food to the eater or bread. But what he multiplies is seed, not food. God does not tell somebody God does not multiply food. He multiplies seed. Yeah. So if you are looking for multiplication, stop seeing what you are holding as food. Stop looking for seed. Amen. Hallelujah. There is not a point in anybody's life that you don't have anything. There is no point like that. Anytime God shows up to intervene in the affairs of men, he asks for seed. Because that is what he can multiply. God does not multiply food. When he called Moses, gave him a great task. 
Moses started asking questions. How can he do it? And it's, it's because this is a place he had been running away from. And he never wished to return to Egypt. The first thing God asked him, What is in your hand? Ask somebody, What is in your hand? You see, at every point in time, there is something in your hand that God can use as the beginning of many things. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. At a point, Jesus had preached for three days continuous. The people were hungry. The disciples said, Man of God, stop the sermon and let his go home and find something to eat. We are talking about 5,000 men, aside women and children. And all of us know population dynamics. Every time women are more than men. So if you add women and children to that equation, we are talking about at least 10,000 people. Jesus said, let them sit down. And he asked for food for them. And the disciples brought the food of one young boy. To the young boy, it was food. But when it translated into Jesus' hand, it couldn't have been a food for all these 5,000 people. So when he turned it into a seed, he now qualified for multiplication. Hallelujah. If you don't understand how to do life, you will always be struggling at the bottom. There are people, they keep eating, they eat the food, they eat the seed. They eat everything. It is like eating orange. You finish and then you chew the seed as well. And then after some one year, you are complaining that there is no more orange in Ghana. Because all the seed has entered into people's stomach. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't forget this. God gives seed. He also gives food. But he multiplies seed, not food. He gives seed. He gives food. But he only multiplies seed. If all you have is food, you are finished. Lift up your hands with me. Tell somebody, I have seed. Say it again. I am full of seeds. I am a bona fide sower. Yeah. See, if, if you live life with that composure, you will never be cut away from the source and from the multiplication of God. Because anytime God shows up, he comes looking for something he can multiply. He comes looking for something he can multiply. Hallelujah. He comes looking for something that he can multiply. Now the problem is this. A lot of people are not able to see when it's time to sow. So because they don't know the time of sowing, at every moment, whatever they have is food for eating. Praise the Lord. Because they don't know the time of sowing, at every moment in time, anything that enters their hand is for chopping. As soon as more money comes, they're looking at contumbre, contumbre stew and angamo, oil rice, anointed rice. As soon as money comes to their hand, they are thinking about something, uh, fried rice, pizza. Money, so anytime when they see 50 Ghana, they see pizza. When they see 100 Ghana, they see uh, maybe quickly your mind goes back to some dress you saw when you were walking around Ashama markets. Huh. I'm going there today. 
Hallelujah. When you keep eating everything that comes into your hand, you keep limiting and blocking yourself from God's multiplication. Praise the Lord. There's a scripture in Ecclesiastes or Proverbs, one of them, which says, Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 4, says that he that observes the wind shall not sow, and he that regards the clouds shall not reap. To excel in seed time, you must first of all identify yourself as a sower. There is a way a sower thinks. There is a way a sower sees things. Are you here with me? There is a way a sower thinks. There is a way a sower sees things. Who is a sower? A sower is the one who sees himself as a steward. When we say steward, the Bible says a steward is the one who acknowledges that whatever he has has been committed to his trust. He didn't earn it. Hallelujah. He didn't earn it. Whatever he has has been committed to his trust. He, has, he is accountable for whatever he has. A, 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 a steward does not think about my money is my money. It's my, my hard earned money. Amen. You know the, the way we say it. Especially when the ladies are saying it. My hard earned money. No. The sower thinks like a steward. To the steward, everything he has, he has them because God has given it to him. The steward acknowledges that everything he has, he, he, has, he has just been appointed as an overseer. And that there is a bigger person who is going to demand accountability from him. Praise God. You remember the, the story of that rich fool? He built silos. He put everything that he had inside. He said, my soul, rest. Have some sleep. If it was today, I'm sure he would go for vacation. Sleeping on the beach of Miami. Just enjoying life. Hallelujah. I had a friend. He went to Florida, Miami. And I was talking with him. I said, Charlie, where are you? So, Charlie, I'm chilling at the beach. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, so that's, and Jesus said that you fool tonight, your life will be required of you. Your life will be required of you. So that's the difference between a steward and an owner. In the kingdom, we are not owners of what we have. We are stewards of what we have. Hallelujah. When you see yourself as an owner, trust me, sowing will be difficult for you. When you see yourself as an owner, say, this is my hard-earned money. Share. When I was waking up, walking to circle, walking to Kalashi, where were you? Say, this one. It's my own money. My name is on top. Relax. It's just a matter of time. Whilst you are in the fridge, people will be fighting for it. Praise God. They won't even wait for you to enter the ground. Whilst you are in the fridge, some uncle somewhere say, <laughs> 
<laughs> Before you realize, he is the self-imposed CEO of your company. But a sower is a steward. To a steward, everything, everything he has has been committed to his trust. You remember what Jesus said? He said that if you are unfaithful in this unrighteous mammon, who shall commit to your trust through riches? So true riches are entrusted. They are not earned. No, in your lifetime, you now sit down and calculate in your lifetime. How much work can you do to earn one billion dollars if you don't steal if you don't add zeros somewhere how much work but the, the favor of god is able to commit money into the hands of faithful people and those are the people who see themselves as stewards not owners say i am a steward Paul calls us stewards of the manifold grace of God. Wow. Stewards of the what? Manifold grace of God. So whatever I have, I know that God has committed it to my trust. It is not for me. It is for God. But he has counted me. Do you know how many people do the same work you do and they earn nothing? Praise God. Do you know how many people are in this Accra here and they have nothing? It is favor. Say favor. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So for you to be able to excel in seed time, you must see yourself as a sower. It is only a sower who has the mind, the eye, to see seed time and to identify a seed. Only a sower. If you like, bring a farmer here and you too let's say absent stand here and let's give you a bowl of maize one will go and do banku banku with the maize another one will carry some take it to the village and plant the next moment he has over 100 bags of maize but by that time the banku is finished everything is gone banku you will do a brooming cut here you know in chariot you fry some you mill some, you do cocoa, eh? <laughs> early morning cocoa, all sorts of things. Do you get it? All sorts of things, cocoa, everything. What is the, the difference is not the maize. The difference is one is a sower, another is an eater. They eat. To them, everything is food. To another, what they see is a seed. So there is, there is a kind of posture mentally which allows you to see seed and to identify seed time hallelujah i pray that the eyes of your understanding will open so you will not miss your seed time oh you did not respond hallelujah because see if you miss your seed time you will miss your harvest when there is harvest time you can only harvest what you sow you can't harvest what somebody sow if you enter into somebody's farm you are a thief maybe in the house of god by favor we will give you some <laughs> hallelujah but if during harvest time you reap what you sow by yourself there are some people in the same place they see one person getting blessed and every day they want to beg that one person 
but meanwhile the person is doing the very same thing he also has been told to do is somebody here with me i pray that you will not miss your seed time in the name of jesus so what are some of the characteristics of seed time because the bible said that he that observes the wind he shall not sow so that means that the characteristics of seed time are not favorable are you here with me what allows you to see that this time i must sow they are not favorable things but if you look at the physical factors you will never sow praise god number one characteristic of seed time interesting one number one seed time is a time of farming it is a time of little or no supply it's a time of what little or no supply even physically the time that made its abundance is the sign is the time of um harvest as soon as the farmers start sowing you will find maize even the one you find is costly why is it that they don't eat the rest the, what they have they know that as soon as the maize starts going down it is time for us to sow seed time number one is always a time of little or no supply so when you come to a place in your life where there is little or there is none you should identify that you are now in a time of sowing you see but if you don't take time eh, during that period any smart thing that comes will become food any smart thing that comes will become food any smart thing that comes will become food and when you do that you stretch the time of farming for yourself you stretch it maybe you're supposed to be just one month of little supply but because you keep chopping everything within that one month that one month becomes six months it becomes one year because you keep chopping what is supposed to change that one month into a time of abundance Apostle Francis will be right back. We hope you are enjoying this message. We would love to have you fellowship with us. You can locate us at the Shalom Motors Junction, Lashibi, of the Ashaiman Nungwa Highway for a Sunday Glory Celebration Service at 8 a.m. Welcome back to the message. Are you here with me? Seed time is a time of little or no supply. In Genesis chapter 26, verse 1 to 4. Thank you, Lord. Genesis 26, talking about Isaac. The Bible said, And there was a famine in the land. Say, famine. Beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. So, in the days of his father, there was one famine. And then in his own time, another famine hit. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerah. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Do not go into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I, sh I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land. In the place of famine, God said, Stay right here. Hallelujah. Running away from a place of famine does not guarantee that where next you are going, there is everything. There is no guarantee. What if you go and that place is even worse? It's like relationships. Sometimes get, I want to go, I want to go. You go into the next one, they are even beating you. They are slapping you left, right, and center. 
God said, stay in this land. Though it is a land of farming, stay. If you will obey me and do what I shall tell you, right in this land of farming, Isaac began to reap a thousand. He sowed in that year and in that time of farming, the Bible said that he reaped a thousand times more. I pray that you will begin to reap bountifully from the sowing that you make in times, in times of farming. Hallelujah. The time of sowing is the time of little or no supply. Hallelujah. Some people, they, they elongate, they, they, they stretch their period of suffering because in that period instead of they sowing they rather want to eat everything that comes praise god they rather want to eat everything that comes but in that period of farming that is the time it is an indication anytime you see that things are some way some way it's like money is not coming that is the time you should be aggressive to sow money into somebody's life. The, the, the times that you realize that everybody, everybody is fighting you. Nobody is agreeing with anything. That is the time you must be strategic to sow strategic source of peace into the lives of people. Because the time of famine is always a time of sowing. Praise God. It's a time of what? Sowing. I remember one time in my life. I was just, I didn't have anything. Somebody came to talk to me about school fees. I don't, I don't remember how much. But it was more than a thousand. And then I started calling friends to hustle, hustle, hustle. I didn't have anything on me. Hallelujah. But I forced myself to bail that person out. And for one year, I wasn't working, but there was not a single time I didn't sleep without food. For one year, I was driving everywhere. People were asking me, ah, but you, you don't work. How come you're able to drive everywhere? And I was going, there, this, this man and myself, we even drove to Tamale. We drove, we went to Sunyani, drove. Nobody was sponsoring anything. We are just moving about. Nothing, nothing was in the pocket. But everything was coming. Because in the time of famine, we made sure that we will still keep sowing. Hallelujah. When you sow in the time of famine, you shorten your period of famine. But when you keep eating everything that comes to your hand, you lengthen it. The two days of famine becomes two years. I pray that you will not miss your time of sowing. Number two characteristics. Number two. In the time of sowing, it is a period of new beginning and definite ending anytime something is beginning in your life you must see that period as a strategic period of sowing something when something is beginning and when something is ending you see you see that in life it's like when you are eating when you are eating the most enjoyable times of the food is when you are starting and when you are finishing those are the times when people come around you don't want to play with them at all especially the last one hallelujah amen in the nature of things the beginning of something carries a seed which when engaged will multiply the thing and the end of something carries a seed with it which when engaged will ensure repetition are you seeing what i'm talking about 
so when you begin you 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 must have the sense to engage the seed any new beginning it may be a beginning of a new job that is why in the in the time of israel working with god god instituted what we call the first fruit anytime the new month came or the new year came god called for the first fruit the very first that will show up hallelujah the very first that will show up because it is a principle that ensures the multiplication of what is coming any new beginning it could be the beginning of a new job identify something to sow within that period so that you can have full control over what has begun sometimes something is about to end you keep asking yourself so after this one what next stop asking that nonsense question and begin to identify something to sow within that end hallelujah within that end identify something you want to sow praise God so that as soon as that thing ends you have ensured yourself for the next repeat there is a scripture for it let's read it in ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 6 he said in the morning sow thy seed when in the morning sow thy seed and in the evening withhold not your hand for you don't know which one of them will prosper either this or that or whether both of them shall be good so identify strategic times beginning and the end those are times of sowing there are some people when something new begins let's say a new job before their first salary comes they have made a long list long list the things they have been desiring everything is there this one i'll do this, I'll do this one i'll do this one i remember when you were young in our house there was a tree and we had just learned how to uh, do this thing a trap bed trap we were three boys and we did this trap and we sent it to the tree it was just a trap of uh, what do you call it leaves before we caught the first bed we had already shared the bed we even fought over it somebody said i like the the wing somebody said i like yeah we have we have finished we have shared it early morning around 6 a.m i was the first to wake up to go and check if the trap has caught something lo and behold i don't know what wind blew the thing has scattered and was on the floor and that is how come that that is how some of us our lives are before we even begin we have finished whatever god is bringing irrespective of whether it is seed or food we have finished everything and we always want to attribute it to the devil and and this thing was about they promised me it was just left it one day one day man of god just one day all of a sudden the man called he said he has changed his mind no <laughs> the man didn't change his mind you cut the thing off instead of identifying the seed in what god was beginning that it was a cycle you only identify the food remember the scripture god gives seed and he gives food but which one does he multiply seed god does not multiply food hallelujah number three characteristic of seed time the seed time comes with a specific 
word from God. Every seed time comes with a specific word from God, which places a holy demand on you, unlike other times. You know, there are times you are okay, you hear the word of God, you are fine. You 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 are reading your own your, your Bible in the house, you are okay. You are listening to a sermon, you are fine, it's okay. But there are times there are certain times a word seems to hit you, a word seems to push you. Those are times you sow because anytime the word of god comes to a person distinctively and directly it is a time that god is reaching out to you hallelujah it is a time that god is what reaching out to you so every seed time comes with a distinct word from god hitting you directly so that you can be there like Two days, three days, one week. You can't seem to shake yourself away from a particular word that seems coming to you. A particular that seems coming to you. God is calling you into seeding. Sometimes the thing is coming. You don't know what to do about it. Hallelujah. You don't know what to do about it. There are times you will be there. And then it seems like a word is hitting you consistently about giving to the poor, giving to the needy, giving to the poor. You can't shake yourself. How many of us have been experiencing some of those things? But you see, we don't know what to do during those times. We just allow it to go away. It keeps hitting you. It keeps hitting you. Better look for something. Hit the street and put it in the hand of somebody. You will be amazed what will happen. The reason why eh, we saw certain things and nothing seems to be happening is because we saw in wrong time. I said in seed time and seeding, there is the resource, the event, and the place. So sometimes you will just you will sow some man, you will always get one man of God who will come and squeeze your hand for something. I pray that there is none like over here. But you and then you see, there is a way your faith will be engaged. You go around believing ah, it will happen. No, you have missed it. You sowed at the request of somebody, not in response to a particular time that God ordained for you. Hallelujah. Amen. So such a word arrests you. You don't go around talking about it and hey, I've been thinking about giving to the poor and then you'll be chopping your rice. I've been thinking about giving to the poor and you'll be chopping your rice. But that poor man is still hungry, waiting for that rice to come to him. But you have converted that seed into food. Enjoying it. When you finish, then you drink water. Say, God is good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Every seed time comes with a definite word from God. A definite word. A definite word. Sometimes you can be there. The desire of God's house will just arrest you. Yeah, just why, why am I thinking about that? You come to church, you're like, wow, Charlie, I wish I can be doing some things here. My brother, you better respond. God is calling you into seeding. You better respond. Look for something that you can do. Look, come talk to somebody. Oh, um, Pastor Titus, I want to start every Sunday, every Saturday. I want to come here for this whole month. I want to be sweeping here. I want to make sure this place is neat. You respond when the word is hitting you. You respond. That is your seed time. Hallelujah. That is your seed time. If you don't respond to the word, you will miss your time of seeding. In Isaiah chapter fifty-five. From the verse 10 to 11. He says, For as the rain comes down 
and the snow from heaven and does not return but to water the earth and to make the earth bring forth and bad so that it will give seed to the sower and bread to the eater have you realized that it is always the seed first before the bread but when we don't work with the mindset of a steward a sower it becomes bread first before seed hallelujah it becomes what bread first before seed when it becomes bread first you will complain when god is calling for your seed that is why you start talking about no this is my hard earned money this is the only the little i have no when it is seed first and bread second you have no problem giving away the seed i remember very well in university god was dealing with me i think I, i've talked about this here the four streams of money and was teaching me how to handle money and that was a very tough one to do a very very tough one i tried it for a short while i must confess i stopped because no see some of these things we teach you if you should walk in it as a lifestyle it's not easy amen so if you are struggling with it don't worry your pastor is the same you all struggle with it hallelujah it's not easy one of the things that god taught me and it came as a question can you at any point pray and ask me my plan for any money that comes to your hand and then what happens to my budget by the time the money comes i already have a budget hallelujah and remember god asking me what if the money i have put into your hands is because i have counted you faithful to answer the prayer of that other woman who does not have enough faith to receive say wow somebody say wow so you can you can you can remember the many times you have chopped people's school fees you have chopped people's accommodation money somebody has been praying and crying on god oh god have mercy and then the money comes to you but this one is busily thinking about iphone 8 <laughs> because what came to him came to him as food not seed hallelujah do you see the way and i remember and it was i, I, I remember that time it was why he did then i came you know in the meeting i talk, talking about it clack, clack, clack. i said we are going to do it this way about first two three months I didn't know what I had done with any money I got. And it was as if God was answering the prayer. As soon as I get money, it's as if people have GPS in my pockets. They can sense the weight. All of a sudden, people will start calling. And then, uh, oh, Brother Francis, and this, and that, and that. Before I realize, shh, shh. For, at some point, I never handle salary for more than two days. If, if the third day comes on my salary, God is good. By the time the thing comes, even right now, sometimes my wife is here. I'll just ask her, give me your list. You do a very long list. I say, okay, you take this one. So you'll be there. Move money. This one. This one. This one. By the time it's how much is it? Like 500 Ghana. But I always go through the months and I still keep getting to give to other people. But the key is this if you can identify that whatever comes to you is first of all a seed before food your life will change you will shift in the way you handle things hallelujah 
You see, a man with seed is not a man that should be pitied. Because at any point in time, he can produce anything he desires. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You realize that on next week, when I'm talking about it, you will hear. It is more costly to handle harvest season than planting season. Agriculturally, it is more costly to handle harvest season. How many of us got some job somewhere and all of a sudden, all family members became our friends? It is more costly to handle the season of harvest. More costly, more demand than when you are sowing. When you are sowing, it's cool. So if you fail in the time of sowing, it's automatic. You will fail woefully in the time of harvest. Hallelujah. Says, so shall my word that goeth forth out of my mouth it shall not return unto me void but it shall accomplish he said that just as the word God gives seed to the soul I said, when he says his word that means that his word comes to accomplish what he said in the verse 10 he comes to give seed to the sower and bread to the eater anytime we begin to sense a particular word coming to us over and over and over my brother god is not giving you a message to preach god is giving you an opportunity to sow into something it may be a period where you must begin to sow the seeds of prayer hallelujah you know you are there all of a sudden you begin to sense a strong demonic presence you begin to sense a strong demonic presence about your life it is not a time to it, it is not a message to go and preach you're not going to preach demonology you must start looking for a seed to sow start speaking in tongues start breaking things start start declaring certain things rise up in the in the in the dawn and begin to walk around in the room and begin to speak in the spirit that is a time of sowing there are many times you pray it does not seem to be yielding because you pray out of time james said it say sometimes you pray you do not receive because you do what you pray amiss you miss it you miss it so you see in the dealings of the spirit there are strategies hallelujah in the dealings of the spirit you you there are things there are things you must align there, there is a possibility of missing it there are some people they come to church but they have missed a lot of things I pray that you will not miss anything else from today in the name of Jesus number four wow seed time is a time of a heightened sense of grace heightened sense of grace it is a time you begin to sense a particular kind of grace hallelujah it is a, a time of a heightened sense of grace heightened sense of grace when when the grace of god begins to reach to you in a particular way in a particular place at a particular sometimes it can be in a program in a, it can be in a particular meeting you feel some heightened a grace is divine ability you know when all of a sudden you begin to believe all of a sudden some strong faith enters you it's like at that moment you believe god is going to do something you don't speak in tongues you must look for something to sow hallelujah you see i don't want you to be like people who are always sitting in the congregation listening to other people's testimonies 
And most of the time, some of the testimonies are coming from moments that you were also present. And you don't seem to know at what point you missed what was happening. Hallelujah. A moment that uh, last Friday I was in a program and a friend was telling me the previous day he was there, close to a man who was uh, with a walking stick who has not walked properly for a very long time. And in the meeting, normal normal service going on. Was this, he, said, he told me this man of God, all of a sudden, I saw the man shaking, and then he threw the walking stick away and started walking around. And I said, So you two, what did you feel? <laughs> hallelujah at that moment there are moments in time you begin to sense a particular level of grace something begins to take a hold of you it's like at that moment you can believe for healing it's like you feel like walking to somebody and laying your hand on that person a heightened sense of grace praise god hallelujah a heightened sense of grace i remember that some years back we were doing a program and we have done everything. We started praying. Nothing. So, ah, what is happening? Okay. So we are praying, praying. I was just walking around. And all of a sudden, not really, all of a sudden, I felt a strong anger. People were playing football. It was uh, in GSTS. People were playing football in the field. And we were also having programs just nearby. And nobody was coming. They were just playing football, cheering, kick, kick, kick. I went, I got so angry as I was praying that. God, let these people gather in this place right now. It didn't take, I, I, I'm not attributing this to any anointing. It was just a, a response to grace that just appeared. Within 10 minutes, it started raining. And guess where all of them ran to? Into the program. Hallelujah. A heightened sense of grace. A lot of us, we don't know how to respond to things. We are too dull in our spirit. Praise God. Anytime we begin to sense that leaning on a particular grace that seems to be working in a place, it is a time to sow into that grace. It's a time to sow something. It might be prayer. You might be sitting down and all of a sudden you see, a, you begin to sense a strong anointing. You don't sit down and then just be looking way like that. Begin to speak in spirit. You know, begin to you know, pray under tongue. Do something. Respond to that moment. Because if you fail to release the seed, the harvest will be withheld. Hallelujah. If you fail to release the seed, the harvest will be withheld. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8, And God is able to make all grace abound. All. All grace. So that means that there are types of grace, levels of grace, kinds of grace. He is able to make all grace say all grace all grace about you so that ye always having all sufficiency in all things you will abound to every good work hallelujah praise god number five is that number five wow every seed time comes with an expression of need in your immediate environment especially the household of it when you start seeing need all around you it is a time for sowing seed it is not a time to criticize it is not a time to to make fun of anybody it is a time to sow 
into people it is a time to sow into situations it is a time it does not it, it, you see sowing is not about quantity listen to me sowing is never about quantity the cost the value of a seed is not in the quantity sown it is in the cost of sowing how much it costs you to sow that seed how much it costs you to stand in prayer for that person how much it costs you to give your very last how much it costs you that is the value of a seed it is not in quantity no never in quantity it is in the cost the cost incurred that is why if you happen to become a recipient of any gesture you don't despise it because you have no idea the cost to that person you may think oh yeah the person just gave me some togo watch togo watch 20 ghana do you know how long the person walked maybe the person had only 20 cities if he picked the car he can't buy the watch he has to walk buy the watch and be a blessing so oh pastor joe I admire you, pa. So this Christmas, I just want to gift you with this seed. And you look at it. Say, ah, we are looking for something good to put on uh, this watch. You don't despise a seed. Because sometimes it costs people their comfort. It costs them their lunch, their, their breakfast, their supper. Sometimes it costs somebody. It will cost somebody. I remember when, when I started life in, in a lot of conscience, one of my principles was that i don't give anybody any amount more than i have given to god so if if i see a pressing need i must first of all go and sow a seed which is up to that amount before i'll come back to you hallelujah amen extremely important the seed is not the quantity it is the cost praise god i remember in one meeting Somebody just came to show his phone. I was shocked. And the phone is not any phone, be asked. Some, whether it was techno or what, some small phone. Techno, eh? Yeah, and how that, when you cry, I wanted to give the phone back to him. And then God spoke to me. You don't know how much it cost him to give that phone. And you have no idea what he is believing for. So, okay, this well. I just took the phone and brought it to Accra. Hallelujah. The cost. Any time there is a need, it is a time to sow. It is not a time to criticize. A lot of times in church, people, people, there are people who are skilled in criticism, skilled in unhealthy comparison. Ah, these two people, they all started together. But see, this one person is prospering. This other is not prospering. He doesn't serve God well. That is why. My friend, wait a minute. You are yet to get there. Hallelujah. You are yet to get there. Relax. Relax. We have not gone anywhere. We have not reached anywhere. Tell somebody you have not reached anywhere. Share. We have not reached anywhere. Praise God. We have not reached anywhere. When you see a need, respond to it. Galatians chapter 6, 10 day. Galatians 6 verse 9 to 10 says and let us 
not be weary in well doing. Galatians 6, 9 and 10. Let us not be tired in doing well. For in due season we shall reap if we don't faint. The verse 10 is most important. Are you there? Verse 10. It says, as we have therefore opportunity. What does your Bible say? Opportunity. As therefore we have opportunity let us do good unto all men especially unto them who are of the household of faith so to give to another the bible calls it opportunity wow hallelujah tell somebody give me an opportunity to give something to you yeah. No, say it like you are confident you know, that when you close, then you want to bunyu the person. <laughs> Hallelujah. It is an opportunity. Because the Bible said that if you lend to a poor man, you lend unto God, and God will repay you. Paul said, as we have opportunity. So to do good to a man is an opportunity. It is an opportunity to sow a seed. Hallelujah. See, one of the greatest opportunities is to do something that naturally cannot be retained. That means that you connect fully to God. You see, but when you do things that can naturally be retained, you're not able to even believe that God will do something because the person is in the capacity to even retain it. Hallelujah. Seed time. Seed time is a time of need in your environment. Don't ignore, don't neglect a parent in need. Don't neglect a brother in need. Don't neglect a sister in need and come running to church with money. Hallelujah. Don't neglect a neighbor in need. Because that need which comes to your notice is your call to see time. There's some interesting scripture I want us to read in Proverbs chapter 16, eh? verse 25 and 26. Proverbs 16, are you there? Verse 25 and 26. Very interesting scripture. And then we will we will compare it with Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28. He says, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Hallelujah. How many believe that seed is the career of life? So anytime you eat your seed for yourself, you are disconnecting from life or you are disturbing the progress or the flow of life. So you see that there is a way. You know, most of the time I know we, we use this scripture to do evangelism and we tell people how they are the way of their life is leading them to death, which is true. But then, in context, this is what he's talking about. There is a way that leads to death. Though in the eyes of men, it is a good way, you know. It is a, a way that is right. And he begins to mention some of those ways. The first thing he talks about is that, 26, he that labors, labors for himself. For his mouth craves it for him. 
Hallelujah. So one of the ways of death, the Bible said, is the labor or the working for your own cravings, for your own selfish desire. Because when you labor that way, you turn all the seas into food and you disconnect from life. It becomes a way of death. He that labors, labors for himself. For his own mouth, his mouth, his appetite, appetite. Hallelujah. His appetite craves it for him. So by the time his salary comes, he is already thinking about the new iPhone X, XS Plus. Huh? He's thinking about that. So he has already devised strategy. Two, three months salary, how he's going to divide them. So he says, oh, now for the next two months, I'm not sending any money to my mother. Because his mouth creates something. Hallelujah. For the next two months, I'm not giving tithe in church. Because his heart creates something. God says that this is the way of death. Praise God. Let us see. When a work or laboring becomes the way of life, not the way of death. Because laboring for yourself, God says it is a way of death. It is the way of what? Death. In Ephesians chapter 4 verse 28, let us see how labor becomes a way of life. Are you there? He said, let him that stole steal no more. Hallelujah. But rather, let him do what? Let him labor. Working with his hands. The thing which is what? Good. Are you there? That he may have to do what? To give to those in need. So, there is somebody who is laboring because of the cravings of his mouth. Because of uh, KFC and Beggar King. Hallelujah. Yeah, they say in Ghana, KFC is social status. He labors because of the cravings of his mouth. Because of the cravings of his eyes, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Praise God. The lust of the flesh. He labors because of what he wants to wear. He labors because of the new car he wants to buy. He says it is a way of death. He comes down, he switches into the kingdom life. He says that, let him who stole, steal no more. Let him work with his own hands that which is good. So that he will have in order to give to the one who is needy. So in God, we don't work to keep to ourselves. We work so that we can have an opportunity to give to the one who is needy. That is the mindset of a steward, not the mindset of an owner. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. See time. The time of need is the time of sowing. Is somebody here? See the time of need is the time of sowing. Number six, last but one. Seed time comes with the acknowledgement of the need for another level of space or exposure. Anytime you begin to see a need for something more, it is a time to sow. Anytime you begin to see the need for another level 
in any area of your life look for something to sow hallelujah look for something to what to sow the bible said in proverbs chapter 18 verse 16 a lot of us we misappropriate this scripture it says a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men he's not talking about talents and anointing he's not talking about search he's talking about the substance of a man's hand when it is given it gives him room and it brings him before great men so you are you see that you are stuck at one point in your life you are not getting room for an additional thing stop complaining start looking for something to sow because a man's gift has the capacity to open up room for him it has the capacity to transport him from amongst normal people and then put him in the midst of great people hallelujah is somebody here with me your your seed opens you to your next level your seed your seed opens you to your next level as I said, I, I, I'm not just talking about money. Look, sometimes it will just need an extra hour after 5 p.m. in your office to do some small work. And that CEO walking in the eye will see you. Every other time in the day, you are a lot of people. He's dealing with a lot of people. He's meeting one person after another. People, in where I used to work, you will have people queuing to meet that man. Queuing. Sometimes it will just need an extra hour after 6 p.m. Just linger around to do something. And he's going home and saying, ah, I've not seen you here before. Okay, can you do this one? It's just an extra thing. Extra thing. Hallelujah. An extra thing. So you need room to be open for you. It is a time of sowing. You just need to look for what is appropriate to sow. Hallelujah. You just need to look for what is what appropriate. It is not every time you sow money, sometimes you have to sow prayer, sometimes you just have to sow a kind gesture. Hallelujah! Sometimes you just have to go all of your way and go and carry that bag for that person and walk the next 10 minutes with that person, and the person begins to engage conversation with you, and that becomes the moment your next business is coming. You just need sensitivity to identify the resource. Hallelujah. All you need is sensitivity. All you need is sensitivity. All you need is sensitivity. Last one. Characteristics of seed time. Then I'll talk about just two characteristics of the seed itself. One characteristics of seed time. The last one. Seed time is always the prime time of your engagement. How many of us remember the sermon on dominion over time? We talked about prime time. It is that peak moment, peak moment, a moment in time. It is a moment in time. It requires sensitivity. Hallelujah. It requires what? Sensitivity. Just a moment in time. Just and you see, and a lot of great stories begin with that moment in time somebody identified a period, a seed time, and plunged into it. When you are sensitive, 
walking about doing your normal activities morning to evening going here left right and center when you are sensitive in the church in the presence of god there is always a moment a moment that when you are you will know that this is the moment hallelujah this is the moment i read of the story of the man called dangote when in a particular moment in the aircraft in a moment of time the archbishop idahosa came into the plane he says see husband is supposed to go to us and the plane was full he came he stood in the plane and was begging for somebody to give up a seat for the evangelist a man of god and it was a muslim young man aliko dangote who stood up with his people that let us get down and allow the man of god to sit down and fly and he prayed over him blessed him hallelujah a moment sometimes see the turning around of life is in a split moment in your prime time split moment if you are sensitive you will see that this is a time for sowing and you don't have to miss it i remember listening to the man of god by name kenneth copeland he said he was in one meeting and they were calling for offering he it had gripped him he, he knew he had to do something he didn't have any money he didn't have, but he had you know some jacket on a suit on and the buttons were gold he took those buttons and went to put him you can't miss a moment when it opens up to you hallelujah you know those moments where it's like this is what you have to do you don't understand it you don't have a reason for it you cannot defend yourself you don't owe anybody explanation you just have to go for it hallelujah let's look at some scriptures in luke chapter 7 luke 7 verse 37 to 39 talking about the the woman the samaritan woman oh says and behold a woman in the city which was a sinner see this is a woman who was a sinner says when she knew say when she knew no say it like you mean it when she knew says when she knew that jesus sat at meat in the pharisee's house she brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and he kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment now when the pharisee which had bidden him saw it he spake within himself saying this man ah, if you were a prophet you know certain times we judge men of god because of what we see them doing this, this man if only he was a prophet he would have seen who and what manner of woman this is that touches him for she's a sinner but you see this woman says when she knew she's been going about her normal life she was she was a sinner she was actually a harlot a professional prostitute amen so and this was not that moment when she knew that some big man has come to town so she has to pose and put on some good perfume and go and do some things around the man that was a, when she knew that Jesus was in town, she picked the most costly thing in her possession and went to the man, poured it on his feet, and then began to clean his feet. Jesus said, when I came, you guys did not, you did not, you did not perceive that my coming was a time of visitation. You did not wash my feet. You did not clean me up. This woman came from nowhere and she is doing, and Jesus said that, this thing she has done it shall be a memorial 
for her a memorial there is another man another another professional sinner his name is called Zacchaeus Bible said when Jesus came to town listen I want to read let's 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 read this one it's very interesting praise God are you enjoying the message from today I pray that every seed you have in your hand your time your prayer your resource your money anything your talent as you begin to engage them it is bringing you great results in the name of jesus yes. hallelujah luke chapter 19 reading from the verse one the bible said and jesus entered and passed through jericho and behold there was a man his name is zacchaeus he was the chief among the publicans and he was rich and he sought to see jesus who he was he didn't even know the guy but then he sought he wanted to know who this jesus is he's been hearing who what kind of man is this everybody is following him it's like during campaign time when the president is passing up passing by everybody is following said, what kind of man is this because he's a chief publican he's one of the big guys in the city and they know you know the big guys they always know themselves and it looks like it is always a threat when another big guy shows up and he seems to be gathering the masses so he himself also wanted to see this man the bible said and he could not for the press because he was little of stature he was a short man and he ran before <laughs> hallelujah he ran ahead of the crowd this is a man who had perceived something he ran ahead of the crowd and he climbed up a sycamore tree to see him for he was to pass by that way and when jesus came to that place he looked up and saw him hallelujah you know if you read the background to this scripture they argue and they they they, they speculate that the distance the time between when zacchaeus went to climb that tree and jesus reached there was between four to eight hours so you can see how fast this guy ran i am sure he employed a, a means of transport either donkey or something a horse to take the lead and find a suitable place where he could see this guy unhindered and i was like when jesus saw him he said to him this is the prophet speaking yeah, without any interview without any prior introduction he just called him by name Zacchaeus make haste and come down for today say for today for today I must abide in your house what a breakthrough my God imagine a man of God come to town imagine Donald Trump my favorite president he comes to town and we are all going to watch some and he stops his car. You know the name of the car? You don't know the name of the car? I don't know what car you want to buy in this world. But that car is called the beast. <laughs> he stops the car. He rolls down the window. And then he tells you that Titus, today I want to sleep in your house. My God. <laughs> Do you know what it means for Donald Trump to come to your house? That means that the entire area will be security intense. <laughs> People will be evacuated from their rooms. They will be paid. Okay, you, uh, your house, one room. How much does it cost you to get another house? Oh, and you see Ghana. Ghanaians, people will start 
mentioning times three times four. Oh, mine is ten thousand Ghana cities. Okay, take ten thousand. Go and rent another one. You three bedroom house. You understand much? Fifty thousand. Take it, and the whole perimeter will be evacuated, and you are sitting there with Donald Trump. Hallelujah! And this is what happened to this man. This man prepared everything, and he made haste. He came down, and he received Jesus joyfully. And when the people saw it, ah, they started complaining. Say, ah, of all the houses in Ghana, cantonment is there. East Legon is there. Teshi, Teshi, Triplo, Triplo area. That is where Donald Trump de de decides to go and sleep. Triplo. Even the road is not good. <laughs> the people started complaining. Ah, like the way they complain when the woman came to release the alabaster balls. Says, why is this man going to have dinner with a sinner? Eight. Zacchaeus. He stood and he said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, God has not asked him anything. Up until this time, there has not been any direct instruction on what he should do. But he said, Behold, Lord, half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him times four. Jesus said unto him in the verse nine, this day, it wasn't yesterday. See, all the while Jesus was eating with him, people were talking, ka, 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 ka. nothing has been declared over this man. But as soon as he perceived, no, he said, no, this is not the kind of visit I'm going to have every day or every year. This is not the kind of visit. This seems to be a time I have not planned. It is the peak of my time perhaps the peak of my life i must do something extraordinary he he stood up told jesus half of my goods i am giving to the poor and anybody i have defrauded i am giving him back times four jesus said today today salvation has hit your house today salvation has come to your house if you will be sensitive and you will discern your prime time and so into that time i declare over your life in your lifetime you will see the fruits of your sowing you will see the fruit of your labor in your lifetime you shall receive a hundredfold in the name of jesus hallelujah this man saw the peak time. When he saw it, people were talking. Ka, 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 ka. And this man, Jesus, why? You know, that, that kind of protocol, you, you get people in the city who think they are more deserving. They, they have better dwellings. And they will talk to some of the disciples. I'm sure they will talk to Peter. Like, hey, Charlie, talk to, talk, to, talk to Jesus. He doesn't need to stay here. Let this man leave. Let's, I have a hotel. I have a five-star hotel he can sleep in. I have a swimming pool. Hallelujah. And, and some of us we like swimming pools i like swimming pool hallelujah i have i have things that jesus will need he has been walking he is tired he needs air condition not not standing fan sometimes some of them you have to adjust them before they can move he needs air condition they were they were lobbying as soon as he saw that no the thing is shifting people are people are doing politics about this one if he doesn't take time this thing will leave his hold he stood up and sold into the moment jesus said this day salvation 
this day salvation this day i don't know what you are looking for but if you can perceive if you can be sensitive and identify it could be just a particular time on the street where you see somebody and then all of a sudden you are gripped with a holy fear of the lord god wants you to sow you just put everything out of your pocket everything put it in the hand of the person you don't know it may be the person's school fees that you are giving to him walk away but if you can identify that time you can identify that split second you will always walk away with foot in your hands hallelujah praise the lord is somebody blessed praise the lord so i pray that you will not miss your seed time amen now as we end three two things two characteristic of the seed i said in the beginning some people they can see the time of sowing but they can't identify a seed around them some too can identify a seed but they don't know what time to sow it hallelujah so how do you identify the seed number one the seed never satisfies hallelujah the seed never satisfies the seed is never enough there are times in our life we deal with plenty and we deal with little you remember paul said that i have learned to manage myself with little and i have learned to manage myself with plenty so that means that there is a way to handle both experiences or both scenario there is a way to handle little there is a way to handle plenty one of the ways to handle little is to sow it because no seed is ever enough when you are dealing with something that is not enough instead of complaining you must be sharp you must be smart it might be a seed in your hand god is waiting for you to sow it so that you can have that which satisfies a seed is what we have which we give to receive what we expect that's the first characteristic of the seed a seed is never enough it never satisfies in the life of the widow of Zarephath, when she met the prophet Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 9 to 12, this is what the widow said. We are left with just a handful of flour and a jar of oil. And with this small thing, we will make bread and eat. After we eat, we will die. The woman acknowledged that this seed or this food cannot satisfy us as soon as she declared that the prophet said okay if this one does not satisfy then make it a seed give that one to me and i will ensure you receive the one that will last you forever and we know the story when she handed over that one which does not satisfy when she handed over the one which was little she entered into the one which satisfies she entered into the one which was plenty and abundant the seed does not satisfy if you are dealing with anything which is not sufficient it is very likely you are holding a seed hallelujah it is very likely you are holding a what a seed i told you sometime of the story of matthew ashimolo the man of god at one point he had just a small money 
and god was pressing him to sow that money and he was he was divided because he said at one point that money was necessary but then considering what he needed that money was not enough so it is two things either he gives that small money and believe god for what is enough or he uses that small money and yet still he would not be able to solve his problem and it was a win-win a lose-lose situation if he gives it and nothing happens he has lost if he eats it and nothing happens he still has lost anyway but he decided to give it and his testimony when he gave it that self same day just last friday i was in a meeting when a woman came to the man of god was crying that man of god the school has reopened my two children i have not been able to pay their fees they are still in the house the man of god just called her and then another man of god was there who went up the stage i was there my this one is not something i had out there myself i saw it with my two eyes i heard them with my two ears hallelujah i even took picture myself the man of god went and told revenue to that i am going to give this woman thirty thousand cities to start business and take care of the children and then Israel's wife so came up and said this is exactly the same amount we have also planned to give you that is the man of god they had planned to give to the man of god thirty thousand cities and the man of god who had no idea what was coming to him was also going to give thirty thousand that he didn't have hallelujah you see how the seed found its rightful place imagine if one of them saw it as food are you here with me the seed is never enough and you know what this woman did when they were coming to the program all she had left in the house was 100 Ghana cities she picked it put it in a seed she prayed with her children over that seed and they came to put it in the offering bowl the man of god called him you are crying what is your problem say man of god the very last in the house we brought it to come and sow to god and this is what we are believing god for say this one you don't believe god for this one right here right now somebody came gave her thirty thousand. somebody came said i am sponsoring the the, the education of the children for life <laughs> hallelujah i pray that you will be sensitive to your prime time it is never enough that hundred cities could not have paid the school fees but this is a woman who was sensitive instead of handling eating what is not enough and still becoming hungry at the end of the day let me rather give it to god and lo and behold it did not take two days it did not take three days that self same day not only did she get capital for business she got a lifetime scholarship for the children there is a way we handle what is not enough praise god there is a way we handle what is not enough what is not enough is normally a seed that god wants you to sow what is not enough when jesus called for the five thousand to sit down what was in his house was not enough five loaves two fishes it was the lunch for a small boy but here is jesus standing before five thousand human beings this is more than school feeding program five thousand human beings women and children are not apart five thousand 
So imagine out of the 5,000, 3,000 were married and they came there with their children and their wives. And the average number of children is two. You can do the math for yourself. Standing before these people and all you have in your hand, five loaves, two fishes. Five loaves, two fishes. It is like today. One bowl of rice and sausage, two. <laughs> the Bible said, Jesus offered it to God. He lifted it and blessed it. And after he had blessed it, he began to break it. The Bible said, the thing began to multiply. Anytime you are smart enough to give to God what is not enough for you, he will give to you what is enough for you. Hallelujah. Another characteristic of the seed. The seed always comes with an attachment to your heart. This is the place of danger. The seed always has an attachment to your heart. You are, your heart is always attached to the seed. Amen. Because in most cases, the seed looks just like the food. In most cases, the seed comes exactly the very time you need the food. In the time of harvest, if farmers are not disciplined to take out the seed, before they realize they will not have another harvest, they will eat everything. So imagine a farmer who has eaten about five bags of maize, is left with that small bag, left with that small one, and he is still hungry. He is torn between sowing it and eating that one too. The seed always comes with an attachment to our heart. So you want to identify a seed, look for that one which is more attached to you. Hallelujah. Look for that one. It could be, it could be the, the, you know, your pride. As for you, you don't want to look like somebody who doesn't have a pedigree. That is the time you must decide to sweep the church. You are giving that thing which is so attached to your heart. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It is not always money. Sometimes you, you can easily give money. There, you know, there are some people, they will, they will easily give money so that they will not be part of something going on. So me, I cannot come. So you, you take this money to support. It, you didn't sow a seed. That money was so convenient. We are expecting you to cancel some schedules and become a part of that thing. That is the seed you sow. The seed is always attached to your heart. Hallelujah. It is always attached to your heart. It is always a part of you. Something so difficult, something so difficult to do away with difficult to do away with. The Bible said in Psalm 126 verse 6 it says he that goeth forth and weeps bearing precious seed he shall doubtless come again with rejoicing bringing his sheaves with him. So there are certain seeds we don't sow them with joy. There are seeds we sow them in weeping. So you are sowing it you are weeping. You know some of the offerings you give the offering you keep the offering and say, hey, today what will we eat? Hallelujah. Praise God. I remember listening to the testimony of David Oedipo, the man of God. He said, one time, they were doing a church project. He 
just woke up one morning, told the wife, their only car says, I'm going to give this car as a seed. The wife said, Okay. I pray that you will get such a wife. The wife said, It's okay. Praise God. As soon as he surrendered that car, he didn't have an idea how he was even going to go to the house. He didn't have any idea. God spoke to him. Whether you like it or not, you have erased poverty from your generations. Those things that are attached. I remember another man of God, Samadini. He also went to sow his, his number one car. He went to sow it to church. And he walked home. Hallelujah. He walked. There are certain things when you sow. The next two days, you, you will keep insulting yourself. In fact, you will curse yourself. But those are the seeds that transforms, that shifts things supernaturally in your favor. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That shifts things. Bishop Bodebo was saying, after that car you sold, now he personally, every year, at least more than a hundred people will come. Oh, Papa, I brought you this car. Some of them, he, he just looks at them, takes the key. As soon as they go, says, look for another pastor and give it. You can't, you can't drive. How many cars can you drive? Hallelujah. But because in his lifetime, he gave something that was so dear to his heart. God committed himself to blessing him. I was listening to uh, Pastor Adiboye. He said, one time, his last shoe, God directed him to give that shoe to another brother. He said, it pained him. Praise God. It what? It pained him. But he gave that shoe. And he was saying that in his lifetime, the, the, the one thing he always has them in abundance. In abundance, we are not talking about tens, hundreds, issues. There's something that he can be there. Somebody with their shape, anonymous person with their shape, shoe, different kinds of shoe, about 50 from US to Nigeria to him. So he doesn't know where it is coming from. And God reminded him that that day you gave your shoe. You sign up never to walk barefooted in your life. Hallelujah. And you see, what, what undergirds seed time and sowing is the discerning of your heart. To discern what to sow and to discern where to sow it. To discern what time to sow it. If your spirit is sensitive and you don't miss your seed time, you will as well never miss your harvest. Nothing can stand in the way of your harvest when your seed is in the ground. Hallelujah. We would love to have you fellowship with us. You can locate us at the Shalom Motors Junction, Lashibi, of the Ashaiman Nungwa Highway for a Sunday Glory Celebration Service at 8 a.m.